Naaman the Syrian. 2 Kings 5 verses 1 to 27. Memory verse, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good, Proverbs 15 verse 3. Notes. Faithful Witness. Should anyone doubt the value of personal testimonies, the reading of the account of Naaman the leper should dispel such doubts. A little maid, captive of a people other than her own, dared to speak of the power and might of the Lord, and because she did, a marvelous miracle was wrought and great attention was focused upon the name of God. God was glorified in a great manner, a soul was converted to the true worship of God, and the testimony of Naaman's healing has rung out victoriously ever since. Naaman, who was a great and honorable man in his own country, had become afflicted with leprosy. Contracting such a disease meant that Naaman would be ostracized from society and from his home and family. There was no cure for leprosy, and doubtless Naaman felt that his case was hopeless and that his life's work would be prematurely ended. The old saying, man's extremity is God's opportunity, was certainly true in Naaman's situation. His serving maid, the little captive from Israel, told her mistress about the prophet of God in her native land who could heal Naaman of his leprosy. In the course of events, knowledge of what the little maid had said came to the ears of Naaman and his king, and hope sprang anew in Naaman's heart. One would naturally think that men who are facing certain death, or who are in the most serious kind of emergencies, would instinctively call upon God. Men often do, but at the same time there are some who do not. Naaman was one of those great men who, in his distress and need, did turn wholeheartedly to the true and living God. We learn from our lesson that he was an exception and not the rule in his day. Word of God The Lord has said, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Isaiah 55 verse 11 the word of God came by way of personal testimony to the household and person of Naaman, when he was in dire need of healing, or his body, and in urgent need for the salvation of his soul. Although Naaman was a Syrian, and had been an idol worshipper, and, at best, knew very little of the worship of the true God, he received the word of the Lord when it did come into him. Naaman proved himself to be one of those precious souls of whom Jesus spoke in the parable of the sower and the seed. Read Matthew 13 verses 1 to 8, 18 to 23. The seed had been sown in variety of places, some seed had fallen upon stony places, some had fallen in thorny places, but some had fallen upon good ground. That which was good brought forth fruit thirtyfold, sixtyfold, or a hundredfold. Through the instrumentality of the serving maid's testimony and the wise counsel of Naaman's servants, Naaman's soul became good ground ready to receive the word of God. His heart became fertile, and the seed sown brought forth fruit unto God. Naaman traveled to another country 
heard the prophet's command, and finally humbled himself to obey it. He was healed of leprosy and was converted to the true worship of God. He became an outstanding testimony of God's mercy and saving grace, not only in his own lifetime, but also through the years, wherever the word of God has been preached. When it came time for Naaman to return to his own land his testimony was, Thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto other gods, but unto the Lord. Names written in the Book of Life Ezekiel prophesied in his time against the false prophets who prophesied lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people, neither shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel, Ezekiel 13 verse 9. Now the meaning of such a statement was far-reaching, and the promise of serious consequences. Jesus told his disciples, Rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice, because your names are written in heaven, Luke 10 verse 20. Jesus emphasized the importance, over everything else, of having their names written in heaven. Paul, in writing to the Hebrews said, Ye are come unto Mount Shaun, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, Hebrews 12 verses 22 and 23. Finally, we read of the great white throne judgment, when death and hell shall deliver up their dead, when the dead, both small and great, shall stand before God and the books are opened, and the book of life is opened, and the dead are judged out of those things which are written in the books. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, Revelation 20 verses 11 to 15. The remarkable fact in connection with Naaman's healing and conversion was that he bestirred himself to seek the prophet of God even though it meant a great effort for himself and for others. It must not have been easy to cast aside his old beliefs and ideas of heathenism and idol worship. Had not his servants wisely remonstrated with him, he would not have humbled himself to obey the prophet's command to dip seven times in the river Jordan. Because he did yield to such wise counsel, which was actually the word of the Lord, he received healing and salvation. His name was written in the book of life, and he was numbered with Israel. His faith and obedience was of such outstanding quality that Jesus used his example as a rebuke to the unbelief of the Israelites. Jesus told them many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elysius the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian, Luke 4 verse 27. The plain implication of Jesus' statement was that Naaman alone had availed himself of God's grace and mercy to obtain healing and salvation, though he was a foreigner and a stranger to the commonwealth of Israel and to the household of God. Because he did believe, his name has been recorded in the book of life and neither time nor eternity will efface that name. Doubtless there were many lepers in Elisha's time, even as Jesus said, who knew of Elisha the prophet of God, and of the true worship of God, but as they did nothing to seek God for their need, 
they received nothing. They failed to have their names written in the book of life and on the record with those who were true Israelites. Read Ephesians 2 verses 11 to 13, Romans 9 verses 4 to 8, 2 28, 29. Covetousness. In bold contrast with the faith and sincerity of Naaman, we have the lies and insincerity of Gehazi, the servant of Elisha. Is there not a solemn warning to those who live in close proximity to the gospel, to guard their hearts and souls with all diligence lest they be overcome with temptation, and the great truths of God become commonplace with them? Gehazi was possibly intended to be the successor of Elisha in the prophet's office, even as Elisha had faithfully ministered to Elijah and had been chosen to succeed him. Unfortunately, Gehazi proved untrue to the high calling in God, and covetousness proved to be his downfall. Seeing an opportunity in the person and generosity of Naaman, he led to him and acquired gifts from him. Gehazi's sin did not stay hidden from Elisha, and the leprosy of Naaman came upon Gehazi for his transgression. Naaman sought out God and went to his home renewed in body, transformed in soul, while Gehazi, who was associated with the truth of God every day, failed of the grace of God, sinned, and became a leper. The great lesson for all to learn is that though one may be without knowledge of the covenants and promises of God, yet God is always faithful to him and will bring him into contact with his truth in one way or another. If one will take heed, he will have his name written in the book of life. Though he may have access to the truth of the word of God, Yet if he fails to obey its precepts and walk in the light of its truth, he will, as Gehazi, suffer accordingly for his transgressions.